Welcome back to Let's Talk Weddings with your Scottish wedding. The only wedding podcast dedicated solely to the Scottish wedding industry. We'll be talking to guests from across the Scottish wedding landscape, discussing everything from how grooms can play an active role in their wedding planning and putting together the perfect elopement to looking at the top bridal designers as well as keeping you right on your own wedding checklist. Just what do you need to do when? Yes, of course, Rob. We're um, an online directory for weddings. Um, we were established in 2012, 12-12-12, uh, so that I remember. Um, and we've kind of grown from there. We started off as a venue-only website, then moved into wedding services. We were asked to do a wedding show at the Balmoral in 2014. Um, and then we went on to do networking events. So everything to do with weddings online and in person on shows and networking events. As I mentioned before, you know, I used to live in Glasgow for many years, so love Glasgow. Um, used to work in Glasgow, as I mentioned, uh, over at Cameron House. And um, our exhibitors, although they're mainly East Coast, whether it be Edinburgh or Aberdeenshire, um, we're getting more and more uh, members from Glasgow. And it's really been members from Glasgow that have said, why don't you do one in the West? Um, but it's surprising. I mean, the show that I'm delivering in two weeks' time in terms of venues, um, sure, we've got Glasgow venues, but we've also got Archerfield in East Lothian. Um, we've got Norton House in Edinburgh. We've got the University of St Andrews. So it's where these venues are seeing that their wedding inquiries are coming from. Mm. Um, and again, at our show that we just delivered at the Balmoral, um, because the train station is there, we had a good amount of um, attendees that came over from Glasgow or came from from the north. So um, just because it's in Glasgow, it doesn't mean that it's a, a Glasgow show with just a Glasgow suppliers. It gives everyone the opportunity where they identify, OK, that's our wedding market as well, uh, to come over and showcase themselves. And, you know, there's obviously you have the Scottish wedding show. I mean, it's been on the landscape forever. I mean, it's huge. Um, um, you know, they deliver shows in, in February and October. Um, but we just want to do something. Never, we're never going to be as, as large as that. We don't want to be as large as that. We want to deliver something a bit different. And as I said, changing the format of a show out of all the cities in Scotland, if it's going to work, it'll work in Glasgow. Yeah. <laughs> Las Vegas. So will Glass Las Vegas, Vegas be happening every year? Well, we're going to see how it goes. I hope so. Yeah. Um, you know, in terms of 
attendee tickets have been really positive um, and everyone I've spoke to in terms of people in the industry and people that are coming along to our show have actually said, well, actually, this is great. This is a good idea. Um, because as I mentioned, you know, Glasgow has such a massive workforce, you know, they, they will commute into work. They'll come from uh, peripheral areas um, and it's a chance to just come along after work um, you know, stay for the four hours, stay for two hours, and it's not eating into people's weekends. Mm. Um, I mean, all our shows are always four hours. Um, uh, we, we keep it that way because we understand that certainly smaller um, wedding service suppliers, you know, if we do a nine to five full weekend show, that's a lot of time out of your business mm. uh, when you've got inquiries and other things going on or you know, you need to get babysitters or whatever. So our shows have always been straight to the point, four hours in and out. Um, and yeah, so I hope so. I hope um, we will do another one. Uh, I'm excited about this one. As I said, it's very different in terms of the amount of entertainment and other things that is going on. Um, Harking back to my hotel days, we I used to run, when I worked at Fairmont St Andrews, I used to do networking events and Edinburgh, Glasgow and Aberdeen um, and there was such a difference in terms of the attendees I would run an event in Edinburgh maybe 50% of people would turn up they wouldn't tell you they're not turning up but the people that didn't show just didn't show mm. people in Glasgow will take half the day off work get their hair done, get dressed up they'll be there on the dot they'll all turn up and then they'll never leave <laughs> so the mentality is very different in Glasgow compared yeah, yeah, to other yeah. areas in Scotland that you've been in. Absolutely, absolutely. It's a fun city. It's a vibrant city. Um, as I said, people make Glasgow and, uh, yeah, really excited uh, to be delivering the show and hopefully many more. Do you think it will change the outlook of your business or, or the type of suppliers you have? What do you think the impact will be on Luxury Scottish Wedding? Um, I don't think there'll be any impact. Although it's a, a, a very different show, we're still not going. To, it's still going to be an elegant, enjoyable experience. It, we're not going to as I say we're not going to be a big and brass show. Um, our shows are not. We don't do hard sell. You know, we don't encourage people to say sign today and you get twenty percent off. Our shows are very much about um, engaging with people and introductions. Make introductions at the show, follow up later. Uh, we don't want hard sell. We don't want people to... These shows can be quite, you know, large shows can be quite intimidating, whatever it is, wedding shows or other caravan shows or, or whatever else. You know, when you walk into a room and people are ready to pounce, that's what, what we are not about. Um, and the thing I love about weddings is you can't judge a couple... Um, by by where they're from, what they do, etc. Because it's their special day. You might have um, a bride or groom or whoever um, that has saved up for this event for ten years. Mm. So you, know, you, you there's no way you can judge people, you know, in terms of not that you know their income, but in terms of their, their their background, where they're from, what they look like. You know, people judge within about three seconds of meeting people, and that's that's the beauty of weddings. You you just don't know 
you know, people's bu- uh, budgets, aspirations, anything like that. Of course, because people will be very different. There'll be those that just want a backyard wedding, very, very simple, not a lot of money spent versus yeah. others that, like you say, have saved for 10 years and want an all out extravaganza. And that's it. And, it, and it's kind of changed partially with COVID. Um, you know, some weddings are getting smaller. Um Mostly long gone are the days where the um, the father of the bride or whoever pays for the wedding. It's the couples that pay for the wedding. And they probably live together for 10 years, so they don't need a toaster and an electric blanket on their wedding list. Um, and when you're paying for it yourself, you're inviting who you want to be there. You're not going to bother about your aunt who you've not seen in the last 15 years or or, or anyone else. So it's, it's, it's really evolving. And there's... There's more of a, pardon me, there's so much more flexibility just now um, than there used to be. You know, as you know, in Scotland, in terms of a humanist ceremony, you can get married anywhere, on a hill, up a tree, uh, in the cinema, you name it. Um, And there's so many different venues and there's so many different trends. You know, of course, there's the the usual formal wedding breakfast, three-course, but people are doing afternoon teas instead of uh, three-course. People are doing outdoor events that are tented. It's more like a festival. Um, courtyards and barns are very popular at the moment. Uh, so, And they're a more kind of relaxed affair. Of course, you, you still get the traditional weddings, but there's just, um, it's an exciting time. There's more, much more scope, you know, much more options than there's ever been, which is great. It sounds um, like it's turned into a very creative industry. It's always been creative, but almost like um, it's become unapologetically creative and they're just going that, for it. No holds barred anymore. Exactly. Exactly. It's their day. Uh, you know, it's their finances. They want exactly what they want. Um, you know, whether they have speeches or not, whether they, you know, why limit yourself with one groomsman when you can have 10? Um and again, you know, you've got the wedding day, but more often than not, you know, there's an event on the day before, there's an event on the day after. Certainly if you're in an exclusive use venue, you're staying for probably at least two nights. Um, and everything's bespoke. You know, that that's the key word that gets banded around with wedding venues and hotels. Sure, you've got different wedding packages so that you can at least gauge price points and expectations. Um, but most places will do whatever you want. Yeah. But then yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so what advice do you have for new suppliers to the wedding industry? New suppliers, um, first of all, just don't come in gung-ho. Um, be, be adaptive, um, be genuine, be flexible. Um, you know, a lot of weddings can be such a slow burn. You, you know, you, of course, you'll get short leading time weddings, but you'll get weddings that are two, three, four years out. Um, there's a lot of people that have been in the industry for for years and years and years. Um, and there's a lot of competition out there. There's competition for everyone, you know, from our side, you know, we compete with other wedding directories, we compete with other wedding shows. Um, people have tried to emulate what we do, which is um, 
which is quite nice. It's <laughs> it quite flattering, isn't right it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's quite flattering. <laughs> doing something right if people are trying to emulate us. Um, <laughs> but it's just been genuine. I mean, whether it's weddings or, or whether it's, um, you know, hospitality, people buy from people and people need to put trust in you because it's their one special day, their one shop. Uh, to showcase to their family and friends, you know, they love each other, what they can do, and what, whatever supplier you are, whether you're a photographer, cake maker, um, videographer, transport, you've got one shop. Mm. Uh, but people buy from people. It needs to be, the, the trust needs to be there. And for wedding couples, then, do you have any advice for them? Um. Yeah, look after yourself. Don't worry too much about um, what other people's expectations are or, or pleasing other people. Um, Organising a wedding should be such a lovely, fun experience. If you get a, va- a bad vibe, then that needs to be revisited uh, with, with, with suppliers Um because it is your it is your one chance. I got married back in uh, two thousand and eight. Um, so Drew and I we were both farmer sons. <laughs> so of course we had a barn wedding. Uh, but I think before barns were actually fashionable, but you know, <laughs> we were surrounded by surplus barns. <laughs> I'm a farmer's daughter, so I understand oh, well, the wanting there to get are. married in a barn. <laughs> We got, we got married in a uh, actually in a farm in in um, in Fife, um, and we thought we knew everything because we were from hotels. Um, you know, I've been a general manager, event manager, um, my partners uh, been operations. We thought we did it. We knew everything, and it just turned out to be so stressful because we hired this barn, um, and we thought. We don't need any help. We we'll, we know what we're doing. We'll organise everything. Now this barn, we had no kitchen, so we had to decide how many fridges we needed. Um, we needed to how many ladles, how many teaspoons. That's how in detail it went. And you know, I remember the day of our wedding. I was I was at the the neighbouring hotel that I worked at at the time. On the day of my wedding, I was printing out the table plan. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And we we, we got so um, involved in the the nitty-gritty details, I managed to leave two tables off the table plan. So we had two tables worth of guests that arrived um, because I had sent out the wrong invites. I had (gasps) sent day invites. evening invites um where I no I'd sent day invites instead of evening invites so I had two tables of people rocked up to our wedding looking to be fed um and we weren't expecting them till after our meal <laughs> oh dear <laughs> so yeah don't over don't overcomplicate it rely on the people that you've tasked to create your special day um um, whether you know it's an event manager or, or whether you hire a, a wedding planner um it has to be enjoyable. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, 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 it's funny because, um, you know, the, re- the reason we got married in, in Scotland um, is because we tried to get married in Vegas and 
apparently at the time, same-sex marriage in Vegas, as uh, state of Nevada, was illegal, which surprised oh. me because I'm sure in Vegas you could get married to a goat. <laughs> 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 but, but back then, this was 2005 at the time when we were traveling. Uh, back then, yes, you couldn't get you you couldn't have a same-sex marriage in in Vegas, which I'm sure has changed now. Mm. <laughs> so it had to be a Scotland mm-hmm. wedding. Had to be Scotland. And the reason we did a barn dance is um, our farm used to host for all the workers and for Young Farmers Association an annual barn dance, um, which was the highlight of of the calendar when you're a farmer because you don't really have time to do anything else. Um, But everyone took that night off and had a barn dance. And, um, yeah, we had the um, three-course meal. um, We chose all our wine from... A visit to the Highland Show. I mean, it was very farmerish. We <laughs> got the Highland Show, and we we found a a wine vendor, picked all the wine there. Um, and again, one thing I used to always enjoy at the Highland Show was your um, your shredded pork roll. So for the um, for our evening buffet, we had the big pig on the spit. Oh, that is my dream. <laughs> Dreadful for vegetarians, uh, <laughs> but for everyone else, you know, it's a great. new pork roll is what you need uh, to keep you going throughout the night. <laughs> <laughs> what is the craziest wedding that you've heard of? The craziest wedding. Um, apart from my own, <laughs> I don't know if I've heard of a, a you, you know, a crazy wedding. I mean, we, we've had a few venues that have very much had, it's been more like a, like a circus um, festival experience. So you've mm. had tents, you've had music, different bars, you've had fire eaters, um, much more of a carnival. Um, but you know what? I mean, and that's a good thing with, well, any event, but especially weddings, you know, you're only limited by your imagination and um, obviously budget. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I mean, there's just so many different types. That's it from us on Let's Talk Weddings with your Scottish wedding. Don't forget to listen and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you'd like to be featured on next week's story, get in touch with sales at yourscottishwedding.co.uk.